Jeff here. Thanks for listening. Go to playvolutionhq.com slash ccbag or click the link in the show notes for the show's archives, ways to connect, ways to support the show, information about happy hour, and more. I'm Jeff Johnson and coming to you from upstairs studio in the snuggery along the Gulf of Mexico. It's a child care bar and grill happy hour. Uh, not not exceedingly happy for me. I've, I'm doing the episode dry. No no booze for Jeff in this episode. One, overserved myself last time we did one of these. And two, I got to go to the gym when we're done and I wouldn't want to drop a barbell on my foot. So uh got to got to stay sober for that. Um with me we got Desiree and Clevette and Deborah. How y'all doing? Good. You can't give me a really thumbs good. up, Debbie. This is a podcast. You got to talk. I was waiting for other people to chime in. I didn't want to oh, be the first. Okay. So. Did, did I say that y'all like I was, did, did I sound, did I sound Southern? I've been trying to sound Southern. Did that, did that sound a little bit Southern? No. No. I got to put a little bit more Southern stink on it next time. You know what? Um, when I first started listening to the podcast, I thought you were Canadian. Yeah. A lot of people do. Well, I, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, ugh. Um, <laughs> no, there's, there's I, got, I, I, I got to know you and I was like, no. A lot of great Canadians. Actually, my my grandparents' farm in North Dakota was about fifty miles from the Canadian border. So uh, there's a lot of that aboot um, in the in the area. So uh, that that could be where that came from. So um, so many things to talk about. I got a new yogurt maker. Uh, mentioned in an episode a couple of days ago that uh, that uh, for the. Uh, for the Greek yogurt setting, you can set how many hours it brews for, ferments for, um, but it skips the number 13. It goes up to 14, but it skips 13 um, because apparently the the manufacturer is superstitious. So uh, that's a little bit bothersome. I still haven't figured out if the 14-hour setting does 14 hours or 13 hours. So I've got to investigate that. But the other thing is... Um, the manual says I can also use this thing to ferment my own fruit wine, um, which I which I will be doing. Um, and I, I'm, I've been trying to figure out what fruit to try first. Anybody have any any experience fermenting their own alcohol? No, I don't. You should do apples. Apples? You think apples? I've I've left apple juice in a container for a few days, and then when I open it, it smells like really alcoholy. Ah, have, did you drink it? No, it smelled too nasty. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, it smelled like good, but I was like, ugh. Apple sounds good. I was thinking bananas, just because they're easy and cheap. Uh, and also, you got to mash, you got to mash it up. And and I thought uh, I could. I mean, bananas seem easy to mash. Um, apples seem like I'd have a lot more work to do mashing them up. Uh, uh, I thought strawberries, but I thought maybe that would be my, my mm -hmm. second batch because, uh, um, 
I don't want to waste good strawberries if I don't have some experience making my own booze. Um, then I'm I thought maybe girl. about peaches? what peaches, oh, peaches. Oh, peaches would be good. But huh. you kind of have to pick the season though, because you got to get some really good fruit, flavorful fruit. Yeah. In order yeah. to make them, so that's uh, kind of all out of season right now. So you got to wait till summer. Yeah, well, I think I got, I think I still got peaches down here. Um, peaches, that's okay. Those are some good ideas. So listeners, stay tuned at a, a future happy hour. I will be sampling my homemade fruit wine. So you have that to look forward to. Um, also, we got to talk about um, uh, deliveries. Uh, Debbie Debbie posted over on the uh, the Playhaven site the other day that she's trying to trying to figure out ways to find more time for herself and 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 make things more streamlined. And she thought about home deliveries, but listen to me bitch and moan and complain on the podcast um, was kind of scaring her away from that. Um, uh, sorry, Debbie. Um, uh, no, I, I look, I only talk about the things that go wrong mostly because that makes for better pod. Um, many, many, many deliveries show up with uh, without any problems. Um, one today didn't, but we'll we'll sweep that under the rug. Um, and and Clevet, you you posted over there for Debbie too that you've had you've had, you've had you've had success having things delivered, right? Yes. Most of the time they do get it right. It's always that view, you know, like I, I think for me and my experience in the beginning, they were kind of getting it wrong, at least every other delivery. Um, but it was like little things that I was like, okay, I can live without it or whatever. But the cool thing is <clears throat> I do wait, I do have the Walmart plus. So then I just go in. And I say, okay, my item was not delivered or, and then I, you just get refunded for that. Um, and I, I just commented earlier, they also have the subscription that um, Jeff was saying about Amazon. So there you can pick certain items. So like if you're doing it for your like family childcare thing and you always use bananas, like you can subscribe to always have bananas and then that will always be like part of your thing so I don't know how it works because I just learned that this weekend when I did my order but, you got yeah. a you got a delivery experience Desiree I don't uh well Amazon and our our small community our drugstore will deliver our medication oh well that's nice of them so you does 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 Amazon usually get the right stuff to you at the right time? Um, that's not terrible. We have a new distribution center about an hour away, so they're they've been pretty good this past year. So I just don't want to scare scare you away, Debbie, because I think there's a lot of good stuff that can come from it. Um, the subscription I use the Amazon subscription thing, and I've got everything from uh, from dog dog poop bags to lube coming on a on a regular basis. So, um, is, that, is that over? Really? Is that, is that over? Is that over sharing? Um, but no, I mean, they, I mean, it's it's um, just I mean, there's dogs. All kinds of stuff you can subscribe. Just talk. Not, not <laughs> What? It's for the dogs. For the dog. <laughs> Those no, poor dogs. dogs. See, let me explain something to you. Um, 
Okay, Tash is not around. Um, menopause happens. Um, <laughs> things things dry up, and yeah, you, you gotta. And, and so, uh, um, you know, um, good to have the lube around. We actually recently changed the the subscription, so it's coming a little bit more frequently since we moved to the beach. So uh, um, that's why that's why Jeff sounds a little bit happier on the podcast lately. I guess um, wasn't planning on going going into that, um, and you don't have to have necessarily lube delivered debbie but if you're if you're working on burnout i mean that might be might be a good thing <laughs> oh no i'm gonna shut up for a minute yeah, help. Um, <laughs> somebody else yeah, talk about yeah. something. i was just messing with my husband last night was what i watch i'm into that married at first sight uk and they were talking about this one woman she's more sex driven and uh the married at first sight husband feels a little i don't know how would you say that so like he's wanting he feels like he's just gonna be used for sex so he's backing away from her so and then i was messing with my husband like do you want me to just use you for sex hub you know <laughs> he was down on the computer and i was watching it it's like i just use you for sex right and he's just like, okay, that's fine yeah. with me. So he was I mean, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the only reason Tasha keeps me around. So I'm all for it. What is married at first? What I don't know what that oh, is. Really? What is um they sign up, it's a show, reality show. It's probably more scripted, but um you put your name in, you fill out the application, and the professionals pick you a mate. So they look at all the categories and stuff and they pick you someone and then you get you first time you meet them is at the altar. So you're marrying a stranger. So you're married at first sight and then they follow them for like six weeks and give them tasks to do and see if they make it or if they don't make it. So uh, <laughs> how does that work out? Um, It depends upon I think some they purposely match no one they're not going to. Like there's no way they're gonna make it because they're just opposites and stuff. But they're supposed to be professionals putting them together. But um, there's a couple that you know make it, and you can Google that and find out who who's still married and who have kids. They have it in they have it in the U.S. They have it in U.K. and Australia. Well, um, and I, so. I guess if if Tasha ever kicks me kicks me to the curb, I've got uh, I've got options then. Um, do they, do they, they let old dudes apply? Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I hope they, it won't they come match to that, older but... people and younger people. And oh, so, great. Um, yeah. I hope it doesn't come to that, but, uh, good to, good to know there's options out there. I, 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 I guess. So, um, delivery, uh, try it out. It, it saves a, it saves a ton of, it, it saves a ton of ton of time i mean it really really does and anything you can do like that that gives you a little bit more of your life back is probably a good thing to do yeah so i'm trying to figure that out and like during covid i was using it but then covid um we you know there wasn't much in the store so then i had to go sure. and look see what they had to substitute it and because i didn't show everything on the website and and then um, we found out that um, my husband works for a hospital. So if you were a, um, what do they call those people? Sorry, babe. Um, 
What, baby? Uh, emergency yeah, caregiver or something. You were allowed to go in early in front of everybody else. So he just flashed his badge. And so he started doing the shopping, which was good. And But I still got to make the list. I got to think of the meals. And I do have a rotating meal plan for the kids. But like Halloween's coming up. So that alters the meal I fix on Halloween. So yeah. I just feel like I've got to plan out. So it's still nonstop childcare, pretty much 24-7. Might have bad dreams too or... You know, so it just seems it's always childcare, and yeah. I'm getting a, trying to figure stuff out. So yeah, yeah, that's why I like the I like the ordering because it's just all my regular stuff just shows up there, and it's click 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 click, and and the the shopping is done. Um, but I don't know, it's a it's a thing. Uh, Halloween, y'all y'all ready? Y'all ready for Halloween? Is that a little bit? Does that sound more southern? Yeah, yeah. it does so much. I think um, I. Oh, go ahead, Desiree. Oh, I just I, my I like fall. It, you know, you get to bring in so many fun activities with the kids, and um, I got a bag of uh, <clears throat> feed corn that you can get for deer, and put it in our sensory bin, and a pumpkin and golf tees and a hammer, and so. I don't know. Have, I, have have you put the sensory bin outside and had any deer show up? No, but um, my dogs like to eat the corn that the kids spill. Oh, is that how how do they how do dogs digest feed corn? It does not digest. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, it does not digest very well for them at all. But um, the kids are having fun. Well, that's good. Clevette, oh. you're ready to go trick or treating, or what happens? You dress up with them. You do a family costume. What what's the um, what's the deal? No, everyone's doing their own thing. Um, my husband and I did do like a couple costume thing because we went to a Halloween party this weekend, and my oldest was um, she dressed up as like an inmate. Um, did do you guys just notice we glossed over what the couple's costume was? <laughs> um, I don't know if I'm gonna offend anyone. Uh, my husband dressed up as a father, and I was a nun. <laughs> a a father priest or a father? Oh like, yes, a he priest. Just, I guess, he just wore his regular dad clothes. <laughs> <laughs> he wore uh, jorts with white socks. Just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, yeah, he was a priest, and then I was a nun, and then my second one was Darth Vader and then my little one was Doc McStuffins. Oh who the um, what? Oh my god, Jeff. Doc, Doc McStuffins. She's like an animated character. Doc what McStuffins? Cartoon. Doc. D O C Doc. Doc McStuffins. Um I she's don't know. She's magic. a little veterinarian of stuffed yeah. animals. Of course she is. Um, see, I well, that's that's why I do this. So I I, I learn <laughs> I learn about what's going on in the in the world. I how what this thing is this this something that's been around for like five years. I'm just hearing about it now. Okay, yes. well, or longer, or longer. Yeah. Okay, good. Oh well, you know, I don't. Ten. Oh, ten years. 
you know, I have very little reason to know about children's um, cartoons right now. And I think it would be even weirder if I did know, wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be a little bit weirder? Yes. Well, yeah, I guess. Do you know about Bluey? I've heard about Bluey. I, I've got, I, I I don't care about Bluey. Bluey can, <laughs> Bluey can I'm not going to say it. Um, uh, uh, um, Blue, it, I like Blue. Bluey. Have you, have you watched any episodes? I like no. it because I'm thinking as an educator and there's like, not all of them, but I feel like a lot of them are like really like, uh, characters i feel like the parents really promote like being child-led and like it's a lot about play and like imagination and like i don't know it's just some of the episodes are really awesome to see that's really great but you know what it's all bullshit and when it comes to uh (laughs) to child brain development it's all bullshit and doesn't it doesn't teach them anything what teaches children things is being up and active and engaged with the world not sitting on their asses staring at some screen um Um, maybe so, that they just made the episodes for us. Like, well, just, well, maybe it's for the parents. Well, it's absolutely yeah. for the parents, so that they they feel like they're they're doing something good for their kids. But what they should do is turn that bullshit off, and uh, and uh, and and get out in the world and play with some feed corn <clears> or something. <throat> uh, does that did that sound a little bit harsh? Yeah, a little bit. But we as childcare providers do need. 20 minutes or so at some time. So when we have 12 kids and I'm feeding 12 kids and there's dishes to do and there's a bottle to warm up, a 20 minute bluey is a godsend. So, or they're all going in 500 different directions asking me for this and that. And when I need to do something, I be honest and I will pop in the show and turn one of those on just to have a 20 minutes of peace and calm so I can finish some stuff. If that keeps your head from exploding, I'm all for it. But beyond that, kids are spending way too much time sitting on their asses watching that stuff. Um, somebody met, you mentioned fall does right. Another thing, the the the, the big question I've been asking everybody lately is uh, is what your favorite temperature is. Um, Clevette's already answered this one when she shared. We did her early learning journey a couple of days ago, so we all we all know Clevette's. Uh, 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 favorite. It was it was a sexy sixty nine today. Yeah. That's Clevet. Oh, was it the sexy temperature today? Clevet yeah. Clevet picked the sexy temperature. Um, what are your what are your favorite temperatures? I'm thinking like 70, 71. 70, 71. That's good temperature. Good temperature. Debbie, what's your favorite mm-hmm. temperature? Outdoor temperature, by the way. This mm-hmm. is outdoor temperature. I have no clue. I never thought about it. I just don't like to sweat. I don't like to be cold. So I'm originally from Arizona. So 120, I mean, you know, it was no problem being 120. That's more miserable. But I don't know. Then I moved in Washington State. So we have all the seasons instead of just hot and then, you know, (laughs) cold in Arizona. But we've gone down to visit in December to Arizona. And my kids were outside in their swimsuits, jumping through the sprinkler, and all of the cousins were in jackets. Sure, freezing to death. <laughs> yeah, so I don't never thought of a good temperature, but well, that's that's why I'm asking. You got to, got, we got to lock you down, and you got to pick one. This episode um, can't go forward. 
So I'm probably thinking 70s. Yeah. Low 70s. 70, 70, 70, and that's that's right next to the se yeah. the sexy temperature. So that's good too. Um, the the temperature range has been from I think a fifty six is what Brett said, um, up to eighty is what Nicole liked. So there's the there's quite a bit of range. What? Uh, what? 80? 80. Well, she's in Australia, so that's kind of chilly. Well, yeah, that's yeah for that's their part of the year but um yeah. the other thing that recently came up uh brett just brought this up the other day i don't think that episode's even out yet but uh um she told me she had a favorite direction and i never yeah that's the face i made i i didn't know you could have a her favorite direction is left um oh i thought you were gonna say like north south like, well, that's what I was expecting too, but she went oh. with left. Um, so that kind of surprised me. So I spent some time thinking about this. I've come up with my favorite direction um, as well now that I've thought about it, but I thought I'd give you guys a chance to to chime in on that too. Have you have you ever thought about your favorite direction? Oh, Clevet, Clevet left. She was so, <laughs> it scared her away. <laughs> I would say um straight really really fast because we have a corvette <laughs> and we can like that got, one. there's launch mode so i don't know if you sports cars have a launch mode where you put in a certain my husband does this and um you rev the engine rpms mm -hmm. and you let go it doesn't spin the tires it just revs the rpms you let go of the brake and you just are launched it's just like throws you back in your seat and all of a sudden you're over 100 miles per hour and so that's pretty fun and you've got lots of lots of long flat roads out there in that valley you live in don't you yeah you could you could go for a long ways okay straight i think that's a good direction uh desiree you have one oh i'm i'm still processing what debbie said because that sounds fun <laughs> shoosh yeah. Oh man. Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite direction. I was thinking down. By the end of the day, I'm ready to sit down. <laughs> well, sure. I think that's a good direction. That's a good choice. <laughs> Just plop. Um, Slinky, I think the Slinky Dog's favorite direction is down too. Um, although he did attack a guy the other day, which uh, uh, wasn't great, oh. but um, it, it was all it was all delightful. Uh, Clevet, what's yours? I'm still thinking. I don't know. I mean, it depends. I want to say straight. Like if I'm walking, I walk every morning. I I'm always somehow going straight, but I do turn occasionally. But if I'm driving, if I'm the passenger, I don't want to turn right, especially if we're in like in the little loop because I don't like the feeling of being like squished, like like on a roller coaster. Um, you don't you don't get the feel you don't get that feeling if you go left. Yes, but I'm in control, so oh, okay. I'm doing it to the other person, which is usually my husband. So I. You know, it's my turn for revenge. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to go straight. 
So you're gonna go straight to oh that's a that's a that's a fine fine direction. I mine is almost like straight, but my favorite direction. I was thinking uh uh it, 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 in 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 the sense of time. My favorite direction is onward. Um, like the next thing. Uh, I don't spend a lot of time looking back or reflecting. Maybe that would be a good idea. Um, but I'm always always thinking about what the next thing is and what's what's next. I, I prefer being right here right now, but I've got to move. I want to move. I want to move onward um, is what I'm going to go with. So, uh, again, lots of variety in, in, in directions as well as temperature. So I'm, I'm glad Brett brought that up. Um, I learned from her the other day, uh, that, uh, her, her birthing coach is a old hag or crone as she described herself and, and told her that uh, she went to birthing class and that, uh, when, uh, when the delivery day came, she wasn't going to have to go down and, and check for dilation. She could just tell by the, by the look on, on the, the person's face, how, how far along they were. And then Tasha brought up a, a image of dilation related to snack cakes. So uh, apparently if you are dilated to the size of a hot, a Ben and Jerry's uh, pint lid, you are, you're ready to, to give birth someplace in there. You're, you're a hostess cupcake. Um, so that, that shocked me. And I just had to repeat it because I'm still in, in shock. Um, thoughts, comments, concerns, issues. Well, I gave birth with no pain medication. Did our natural. So I did twice. Um, just once though. <laughs> um, the second one I did um epidural and that was amazing. Um, but when you go all natural, oh, it's, uh, it hurts. So. Yeah, I barely made it through our two deliveries without any pain medication myself. I, uh, but I, I sucked it up and uh, and uh, and managed. So, so that was that was that was good. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> any any actual early learning stuff you want to talk about? We touched. We talked. I I I screamed about videos. I guess that was an early learning. Anything else you want to? Which we should actually touch on, or um, I don't know. Well, this um, long pause doesn't make very good right. pause. No, it doesn't. That's why I'm throwing my arms in there. He's <laughs> trying to fill the void. Yeah. Um. Um. Ums. Ums don't make very good pot either. <laughs> <laughs> uh so one of the things that you threw out a while ago was was how to be a nice human and good teacher when you dislike a parent or child um i think i think that one deserves touching on and um look uh there i have some more ums not good potting uh I've I've been through this. I've had both kids and parents in the past that I didn't really get on with and it can make the job really really challenging. I think it's harder when it's a child because the parents come and go and you don't have to deal with them as much. But when when there's a child that you just that that it's it's friction to interact with them. It's it's really hard over time to set that aside sometimes. 
usually with me, it was stuff that that they ended up outgrowing or I was able to to work through. But there were there were a couple situations where where it got to the point where, hey, I I can't work with this kid. And and either, you know, back in the family child care days, it was, hey, we'll help you find another another program. Uh, and when it was in the in the center days, I, I just redirected myself. But uh, what, what have your experiences been? Well, the children don't get on my nerves as much as the parents, because if the child needs something, so if or is doing something because they need something. So I always feel it's my responsibility to get to know that child. And then if it's something they're doing that I don't like, then I need to look at myself and why do I not like that? Yeah. Um, and try to fix it that way. Um, but mine was like bonding, like the kid wasn't didn't like us as much. So I needed to bond with that child. And um, so then I just told like my, my staff person was having issues with a new little person. I said, you just need to give that child a hug every day. And then just make that connection, that bond. So um, like, I think the, the cry was getting on her nerves. And then so, you know, some kids just have that certain octave and it just sure. gets on your nerve. And I said, just, just, because it was a one-year-old and I said just give her a hug every day two or three times and then uh, a day when the time is good and now the child doesn't cry as much and there's that connection that bond so I think you know you gotta have that connection with the child and then they don't get you on your nerves as much parents usually say hey I'm gonna call Debbie you know with at home and they're like oh no don't call Debbie because you know I'll I'll do the fake cry and be all sad when they hurt a friend or something. And then I'll do that fake cry and just hurt my feelings that you hurt her and or hurt him, that type of thing. And so I just kind of twist on their, their um, empathy kind of thing. So parents, okay. I just say, parents, you just got to go. Like, I like your kid, but if you're getting on my nerves, I got like way like too you. long to deal with you. So you well, got I, I think it's, especially when you're doing doing home care, having having adult humans come into your home on a regular basis that you just don't don't vibe with, it it can be it, it's different, I think, than when it's in a center. It's it's more it's more an infringement on your personal space. Yeah. And, and so I think it's a, maybe a little bit more difficult to deal with, with, with home care. But I mean, there were plenty of times, uh, not plenty, but there were, there were times when we just, I don't want you in my house. And, and we had to cut those relationships and it's not, it's not easy to do, at least it wasn't for me, but it ended up being the best thing because when that's, that that impact impacts your mindset with everybody else throughout the day too. And, and when you're always, fretting about that interaction coming up in a couple hours when the day ends, um, it it affects your ability to be right here, right now in the moment with the kids. Desiree, you're shaking your head like you've experienced this. You, yeah. Um, I recently had a tough situation in the springtime. And so um, I'm, I'm right there with Debbie. I think 
with children that we work with, um, we're building relationships with them. They're learning and growing and we can guide them out of certain behaviors that maybe they're, they're doing because it must be like they need something. We can find those, those needs, but, oh, I, I work really hard in my program to connect with my families. And I talk about how it takes a village to raise a child. And I want to be a part of your village and our communication skills together are so important. And when you go out of your way to build that relationship with the parent and it's not reciprocated, it's tough. It's so tough because then, like you said, you're dreading drop off and pick up. And what's the parent going to say today to upset you? Or what do you have to tell them? And how are they going to interpret it? And is it going to be a negative experience? And when, when you encounter that, it is really hard to, like you said, clear your mind and go back to the children for the day and not carry those frustrations and doubts in yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to say goodbye. I. Sure. It's the first time I've had to say, you know, I just don't think that we are a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, you, you take on this feeling like you failed and I, I think it's I think it's hard for for caregivers to to even talk about this sometimes because even admitting to yourself that you don't really get on with this kid or this adult um, is is kind of admitting a failure of some level. But I mean, it's just and, and we question, you know, did we say this right? Did we say that right? Should I have done it this way? And you don't want to gossip. I know I kind of live in a small town, you know, so like you don't want to gossip. Um, and you don't want to make things worse. And so I always want to learn from my experiences too. And so I had to, with my situation, Fortunately, networking is a great self-care of having a community of people to talk to. And and so I was able to talk to providers that were not in my community and say, okay, how can I handle this? Did I say this right? Did I say that right? Should I have done it this way? You know, read my conversations. Help me out here. Because I did. I felt like a complete failure. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's good to have a, a community you can reach out to for, for that support in those situations that, that is removed from the situation enough, because especially in a small town, that can get touchy. I, I always, it always upset me when, when we had that problem, because I thought I was pretty good at weeding out those adults with our enrollment process. But but every once in a while, one one would sneak through, and then then that had me questioning everything because I thought I was, I thought I you know mastered my system for for reading people and we, weeding those things out. But um, so I, I felt like a double failure when that ever happened. They they slipped through, and then I got to do this hard thing. Well, and then it made me. There was in my situation a couple of things that came up, and they they were like, well that wasn't clear in your policies. 
And then I'm like, okay, well, what can I do to change this? And then I feel bad because like, I was like, okay, well, I'll just, I'll add this little blip in there. And then, then my other families are like, oh God, who pissed you off today? Cause you changed <laughs> something. What's going on that they don't know about? Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. because and I'm like, okay, if I can make it clearer, then hopefully I don't run into this again. Yeah, or, or when you do run into it again, you can point to the page and say, here, here's, here it is on the page. Yeah. So, Debbie, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. There, I had a family that um, they knew they started in September, but it's in my policy that I take the days off between Christmas and New Year's. And this dad who owned his own business. And he's like, well, you own your own business. And if I don't work, then I don't get paid. So why should I pay you to have those times off? I said, I totally understand it. But it, I get what you're coming from. But you sign the contract. It's in the contract. And if you don't like it, then you're welcome not to come back in January. Yeah. And then, of course, he was pissy. And I had somebody start in that position right afterwards. So I don't miss him. But yeah, he just had to go because he's kind of like, well, either self-care that providers need to do and we need to take some time and you get to leave your child with me and know that they're safe, secure, going to be fed, taken care of so that you can go to work and concentrate. And where I give myself to the children for, you know, I have kids at, you know, 12 hours days. For me and I give give so this is my time to, for me to be with my family because they're sacrificing too of having kids yeah. in their home for 12 hours and so I need to have some family time I need to recharge I need to close my books out I mean it's not lollipop and you know ice cream on those days off and yeah and and so pr pruning out those I mean there's you can do what you can to try to fix those relationships and and with kids you know it's it's usually a personality thing or it's a developmental stage thing and most kids outgrow i mean for me there i mean there we had a couple we had a little girl that she she was really into tattling and it it just drove me crazy for a couple months and then it moved on and and we had a we had an infant once that when he cried like you mentioned Debbie she he he hit this tone when he when he fussed that was just scratched at Tasha's last nerve um so little things like that we are, are we we can deal with because we know there's going to be an end to those things most of the time but the parent stuff can be really tough and and as adults it's likely anybody's going to have a big personality change and so the cleanest way is often to 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 just sever that relationship i think you can try to work things out and and maybe you can um, but, but my experience has been most often that, that just severing the relationship is probably the, the best thing to do. But if you're, if you're working in a classroom, it can be really challenging because you might not have control over if that family's enrolled or not. So, um, you're just there and you have to live with it. Huh, Clevet? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's hard. It's hard. I, I, w I wish I had like the power to do that pruning, but I can't. And even then, like that program that I work at, like, isn't where I would want to. 
if that makes any sense. Like it doesn't, my like philosophy doesn't align with the program I work at. So it's, it's hard. Like every single day is like an inner conflict because I'm expected to do things that I know are not like developmentally appropriate or things that I don't want to do because it's not helpful. It's not fun. Like it's just a waste of time, honestly. Um, and waste of resources. Um, so yeah, I, I think the parents going, exp I think the parents with me is an opposite thing. I, they're probably like, we should prune this lady out because she's like letting them have fun and letting them play. Like she doesn't align with our philosophy. She needs to go. Like, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, it's hard. maybe they're going to prune you. Um, well, yeah. I, I keep telling you, that's when you, you gotta, you gotta start working on opening that program. <laughs> Um, I know, I know. There's, there's plenty of people it. around that have done it that uh, that got your back if you need advice and uh, and support. Um, but then along those lines, sometimes it's not a, a a parent or a child. Sometimes it's a coworker or administrator where that friction happens too. Um, and and again, being in a in a family based program, that kind of frees you up from that a lot, unless you know it's your spouse or something. And that's there's bigger problems <laughs> if that's the problem. Um, but uh but but the, that 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 coming to ha having friction with those those people you're expected to work with can be really really challenging at at times too um i used to work at an elementary school before i opened my program as a special ed para and paras have such an important role but we're kind of the bottom of that totem pole and uh like i didn't realize how much i i had opened i started with a summer program and then i just never went back to the school when the school year started i fell in love with what i do and uh i i fumbled along the way and i've met some really great people to support me as i wanted to improve but i never realized how much i was ready to take on more leadership roles and the decision-making and, you know, how many things that goes on in a school that I didn't align with. So. Yeah, it feels nice to do your own thing. Yeah. And, and along those, you, you, you want to, you want to tell people your good news, Desiree, I got good news today. <laughs> I did get good news today. Um, I have received the award for accreditation for family child care home through NASPC. Did your, your certificate showed up? You got that hanging up already or? Not yet. Um, I got the email and that's the certificate is in the mail. Well, so good. I'm super excited. It has been a long um, journey. It takes a, about a year to go through the process. Um, but like my husband said, I was meeting most of all of the standards. There were little things. And the hardest part is just accumulating all of the paperwork and then going through the observation process. Which, which was what she was telling me before we got started, which was done virtually. So she, did you, did you think about just duct taping the computer she had to walk around with the computer so they could see all the did you think about just duct taping it to your chest or something and walking around with it or no no but that would have been another option i like your idea i think they should have it on a drone 
I, I think an accreditation visit drone would be delightful. It would just show up and it would hover in the room. It would show up. It would be there for a week though, because, and it wouldn't, it wouldn't be doing anything for the first couple of days. So the kids would get used to it. And then the last day is the day it would do the observation. And then the drone would just go away. But you know, the bonus to that is we spent hours in my program outside and that would have been so much easier than getting my sure. laptop positioned outside and you know then hoping the wi-fi holds up and you know all of that right sure. so, and then my my yard were spread out and so i'm like i felt like i just had to stand <laughs> in the I'm like <laughs> yep i'll see you over there <laughs> and, and hope they've got some sort of zoom on their end um, yeah, so congratulations on that. That's a lot of a lot of effort, a lot of hard work, and probably a, a. I mean, it's a hard day doing family child care as it is, and then all that all that paperwork collection and documentation in addition is is uh, is above and beyond. Well, thank um, you. I think it's I, important too, like for us to highlight how important the child care industry is. We are we're not just babysitters, and I felt like this was this was a good way to showcase that absolutely yep. Yep. um any anything else we need to touch i'm going to throw out anything else we got to cover before we wrap this up i have a couple of bad employee stories oh well so back you know, know dealing with miss one of those. People. so but um yeah, so when I had a, a center and I worked for her and she had hired, so I started um, right away. I didn't have all the school education and stuff. And so the owner hired somebody right out of college with an ECE degree. And so she thought she knew better than me. And then I already had a relationship with all the kids. And she's like, one, well, I know better than you because I have a degree. And I'm like, well, I had your job when you were going to school. So I know these kids better than you do and my relationship better. So I know better than you. So there was this battle. She ended up leaving, which is good. Um, and then I moved on up and I actually became the um, main supervisor of everybody. And because the last person the owner had hired um, it was a gentleman and he kind of had these weird relationships with the other workers and, um, he was sitting on the floor with the kids and one of the staff walked by and he like bit her leg. It was really weird. So he had this really weird relationship. I'm like, I think, you know, you just need to move on. So we got to let him go. And then he later went on and he was on the news probably about two months later that he had killed a co-worker at the movie place that he, the rental movie place that he went and worked at. He broke in and then had killed her and robbed the store. And I found him, of course, and he's in jail now, but whew, we dodged a bullet on that one. Sounds like a yeah. great guy. Yeah. <laughs> You can't hire wow. anymore. Your people. That was not good. So Yeah, I, I, just, I wouldn't put up with a coworker biting me on the on the calf uh during the during the work day. Um even if it was even even if it was slinky or Gigi. Um just can't tolerate it. 
So before we wrap up, I'm going to throw this new hypothetical out for you. Nobody, nobody needs to answer because this is something that's going to take some thought. <clears throat> Would you rather replace your tongue with fingers or replace your fingers with tongues? Ooh. Ooh. Um, we're just going to wrap My up with that. My tongue with fingers. No. What? I guess we can't wait. What? what, Your your tongue with fingers? That's where you want to prevent? How come? What the hell am I going to do with my fingers as tongues? I can't. I I won't be able to be use my phone. I won't be able to push buttons. Like my tongue fingers won't be that strong. Like oh, your tongue. What you think your your tongue is your tongue is flopping around all day long. Your tongue is plenty strong to pick if you had if you had like five little tongues on your hand, you'd be able to pick stuff up. How am I gonna open a doorknob? You just grab it with your with your tongue fingers. Or put on my socks. You taste whatever was on the doorknob. I don't want to wipe and then taste everything. You'd get used to it after a while. Oh Jeff. (laughs) Um this, I don't know. Both options are horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Could you hold your nose and not taste with your finger oh, tongues? But then, yeah, but then now I'm thinking if I have tongue, no, wait, fingers as, t- as my tongue, then I'm going to bite my fingers when I it would be, chew. It, it would be really easy to, to, to uh, <laughs> chew your nails. Yeah, you get, yeah, because if you have, if you have tongue fingers, they've got fingernails on them. <laughs> Um, I would, I'll also allow that your tongue finger, you can still have your regular fingers, but then your tongue fingers would have taste buds. I'll allow you taste buds on your tongue fingers just so you can still taste things. Okay. I don't know. Where, how do you come up with these things? (laughs) I got a lot of free time. Um, I, um, you should make a book of just all your hypothetical things. I'm making a podcast. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I haven't figured out what my answer is yet. Tasha refused to play. Um, <laughs> I don't she, blame her. Yeah. She begrudgingly. I think, uh, yeah. I think this yeah. one has been the hardest one. Yeah. Well, that's why I, I offered time to think about it. Cause I'm, 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 I'm guessing when you go to sleep later tonight, you're going to be thinking about this. So you're welcome. Uh, listeners, <laughs> if you have a response to this hypothetical, my, my ranting and raving about sweet children's television or anything else we touched on in this show, you can go over to myplayhaven.com. quick registration. I mean, if Clevette could do it, anybody can, you just, you just put <laughs> You know what? You're just really coming after me tonight. Yeah, um, but you know, it's a it's it's a it's a it's a little early learning community we're building over there. And uh, I posted some pictures the other day of uh, AI generated robot class classroom robots that AI came up with me, and they are terrifying. Um, <laughs> other stuff going on over there. We're 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 thinking about doing some 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 caregiver self care stuff over there, maybe a book discussion discussion group that kind of thing. Um, but you know you can check it out. Um, this this here has been the Child Care Bar and Grill, the world's longest running, most prolific early learning podcast that's concerned about fingers and tongues. I that that's a weird it's a weird ending.
Yep. Thanks for listening. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Bye. I'm going to go Bye. watch Bluey now. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.